0: We do put our trust in you this morning. We thank you that we are not shaken because you are our anchor. And Holy Spirit, this morning, I pray as you speak to each one of us out of your word this morning. I pray you'd encourage us, Lord. I pray you'd challenge us, Lord. I pray you'd stir something up on the inside of us today. To be who you're calling us to be is your church. And we pray and we ask it this morning. In Jesus' powerful name, and everyone said, Amen. You may be seated this morning. Good to be in church together on a Sunday morning. Can I get an Amen to that? Come on, I can always get an Amen out of you, Mary. I appreciate that. You're awesome. I I love your worship. I love your praying. I love your encouragement during the Word, and um, you're uh, an incredible lady. First convert of City Church. Um, and look at you, you're still going, continuing in God, strong in God. We love you. Come on, give her a huge hand. We love Mary. Hey, I just wanted to honor all of the people that um, cooked all the incredible curries that we had last Sunday night for dinner uh, Alfred and Rena and um, uh, Ron, and I think Andrea, and I'll, I'm sure I've missed some people as well, but a whole bunch of people that have contributed to, to, uh, to last week, and I just thought it was absolutely incredible. And who's been eating curries this week? It's been, um, it's been great. Who got the takeaways, and they've been incredible. So make sure you tell those guys how incredible and how tasty those curries were. In fact, I was talking to Will through the week, and he actually said to me that he thought that um, Alfred's curries weren't hot enough. And so, he was actually saying that they were quite weak and soft, words like that. And so, I'm going to talk to Alfred about that and just see whether he can get a really strong curry. and Maybe he can, he can eat that during the service next Sunday and uh, we'll see how he feels about that. And We'll pray for him on the altar call afterwards. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah I thought it was an incredible time. But, um, you know, just this week, I was really reminded, I think we all were um, in news articles about um, the death of Paul Green. And uh, it was, he's the ex-Cowboys coach and ex-Queensland um, State of Origin coach. And uh, he took his own life this week. And it really reminded me about the importance about having conversations about mental health. And I think we've we got to make sure that we are a community and a church community. And I know we are, but even more so, talk about the importance of speaking up, talking to one another when we're struggling, when we're going through difficult times. And I love in Scripture what it says this in 3 John Two, it says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. And the gospel message is a holistic message of health and talking about being healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. And I think I just wanted to open up the conversation today and this isn't my message but just to say, hey listen, it's a safe place to talk to people. It's a safe place to speak up when you're struggling with your mental health. And you know what? As Christians, we can be like, well, it's just faith. But you know what? There's the realities of those emotions and our mental health and those things that, are, that we are all processing and working through at the same time. And so we are a work in progress. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a work in progress. Say, I'm a work in progress. And we all need one another in this community to be able to love and care and to speak and, uh, and to listen to one another as well. And so I just wanted to encourage you, let's not do life alone. And you can be among, amongst a whole group of people, but still feel so alone. Speak up, open up, talk to people when you're feeling like down or you're struggling or going through things, because uh, that's what we want to do. We want to get alongside of one another, encourage each other. You don't have to be good all the time. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to go through seasons of struggle and difficulty and, and, and go through those times and still live in faith. In fact, it takes faith to live in those seasons and really continue to walk forward in the midst of that and open up. It actually takes faith to open up and to share your heart. And none of us are perfect. We all have struggles. And so there is no perfect people allowed at City Church in Jesus' name. Amen. Apart from my wife, she's, uh, she's up there. said to try and get that in well I just like having fun with our church family and I want to speak this morning uh, a message told called grow in the flow and we talked last week about uh, this word over at church to go with the flow and I wanted to really speak about growing in the flow because we are actually called to grow, to develop in God. When we're talking about in the flow, I'm talking about in the flow of relationship with God, that our life source is connected to Jesus Christ. That's where we get our strength, our energy, our life source of faith comes from Jesus. We are connected to Him. The Bible talks about abiding in Christ. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. It's talking about the flow, the flow of relationship with God as we are connected with with him that our life flows from that place love joy peace starts to flow through us and flow out of us as well so we are called to do life in the flow of relationship with him we're called to do life in the flow of community the church of jesus christ that jesus died for is a community that we do life with have you ever been to one of those whirlpools at a swimming pool centre where it goes around in circles and you jump in it with your kids and it just floats you around, it just pushes you around in this whirlpool zone. And there's an exit that you can get out of it, but it keeps sucking you around and you have to make the effort to get out of it. And I hope that a healthy church can be a place where we can actually grow in that flow together. Where the flow of relationship with God, and the flow of community, the people of God, directs us around to live the kind of life God's called us to live. And really, I've seen it probably over the last few years across the world, so many people have exited that flow because of fear and anxiety and, and, and the different things that are going on in people's world in the last couple of years that have really caused people to be off track at times with their faith. But can I encourage you this morning, let's not resist the flow, let's go with the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives and get in that whirlpool and there's an ease in the flow. You can just float around. You can just float around and do what God's called you to do. And I think sometimes we make the call of God so hard and so difficult where it's so simple. Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Get in that flow of relationship with Him. Get in that flow of community, of the church that He's building. Get involved in that, and just see what the Holy Spirit does in your life. Get in the flow of being led by the Holy Spirit, and see what conversations open up as you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Get in the flow of relationship with others, and just see what God will do as your gifting and ability is used in those seasons. Ephesians 4 verse 11 says this, He handed out gifts of gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist and pastor, teacher, to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficiently and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ." No prolonged infancy among us. Please, we'll not tolerate babies in the woods. Small children who are easy prey for predators. God wants us to grow up. To know the whole truth and tell it in love. Like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God and robust in love. See, God's called us to grow. And I want to lead a growing church, and I'm not talking about the physical factors of growth in terms of numbers or all those kind of things. I'm talking about us growing in Christ as individuals, not being stagnant, not just being Sunday Christians, not just being people that go with the flow in terms of just living out of tradition, but I'm talking about going with the flow of relationship with God and being connected intimately with Jesus. That's what He's called us to do. That's what He's called us to grow in. And it's easy to stay stagnant. It's easy to be immature and allow our faith just to be a service thing. But it actually takes uh, effort and commitment to be a disciple, a disciplined one, to grow up in Christ, to mature in Christ, as Scripture talks about. And I think we grow in two ways. It says in John 1 verse 17, it says, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so we're constantly on this battle of this journey of discipleship and growing up in Christ, understanding the concept of grace and truth, that we all need God's grace. It's God's grace that saved us. It's God's grace that helps us, it empowers us, it equips us to live the life that we're called to live. It's God's grace that picks us up when we mess up. Yeah. And when we talk about maturing and growing in Christ, we are not talking about perfect people. It's talking about aiming for a maturity and perfection in Christ, but we never actually achieve it here on Earth. So we need to understand we are always in need of God's grace we need it. Our lives are messy. Our lives have problems at times. Our lives have mistakes that are made by us. And it's God's grace that picks us back up again and puts us back on that path. And so there are no perfect Christians. And so when we're talking about this process of growing, if you fall down, if you mess up, that doesn't mean you start from the beginning again. It's God's grace that leads you on and helps you jump back on that journey and keep going with God. We all need God's grace. But then there's the truth. And the truth is like the light that guides you on that journey. If grace puts you back on the path, truth guides you along that path. It helps you to be able to see your way forward. It's the truth of God. It's the Word of God that lights up your path to know the life that you're meant to live. And we oftentimes can see the the truth and we can see what we need to do, but we can feel like we are not good enough for this path and this life that God's called us to live on. And that's why grace and truth go hand in hand together, because we know we're not perfect, but yet it doesn't stop us from striving to grow, striving to develop and become who God's called us to be. You know, Paul himself, he said, the very things I want to do, I don't do. And the very things I don't want to do, I do do. And so he was this person that had written two-thirds of the New Testament, this incredible apostle that had planted churches and had this incredible encounter with God and was respected by so many of the religious leaders of his day and had done so many incredible things for God, but yet he still had this internal struggle where he needed God's grace. And he spoke truth, but he also walked understanding that grace was required. And so I want to encourage you today to continue to grow and to progress in God. You know, I was looking up at the, the World Health Organization talks about children that are, are stunted or impaired in their growth and development. And it really comes from f- three factors. It comes from poor nutrition, repeated infection, and thirdly, the environment that they are put in. Talking about their social environment and, and the family environment that they're put in. Those three areas are the areas that actually affect and cause a child to be stunted in their growth. And when I think about those things spiritually as well, isn't that so true that poor nutrition, poor spiritual diet can cause us to be stunted? When, when we just obsess on the news, obsess on the social media, obsess on the approval of others, obsess on the fear and anxiety that's going on in our world, obsess on things that we can't control, when we do that, it causes our diet to feed us things that are going to give us a bad result. When it talks about infection, repeated infection, to me that talks about some of those things that we need to allow God to help heal in our life. Things like unforgiveness, things like bitterness, things like, that we can't control that can sometimes get on the inside of us and cause us to be infected. And we need the work of the Holy Spirit to, to help us to forgive, to let go and to trust God that He is in control even when we don't understand. And this environment, putting ourselves in environments of health, a church community, a place where we can get along alongside people in a connect group, do life together with people and help become the healthy people God has called us to be. See, when you're missing, somebody's missing out of the family. And we all bring our unique part to help create this environment where we can grow and develop together. I love seeing people progress. I love seeing people grow up in God and become who they're called to be. And I want to encourage you, let's be those kind of people this morning. So we're going to look at our key text this morning out of Philippians chapter 2 and uh, I want to look at this passage this morning which really gives us some keys and it really gives us probably three encouragements to transform in Christ. Three encouragements to transform in Christ. If you're taking notes and want to go to heaven this morning why don't you write that down? The first one this morning is this, continue. Philippians 2 verse 12 says this, it says, therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose." I love this passage, it's often a misunderstood passage. If you look at one of the commentaries, it says it this way, it says, Paul gives a command using a strange and often misunderstood phrase. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This unique remark speaks of ongoing obedience of those already saved. It's crucial to note that Paul is not telling them to work for their salvation. This statement implies a need to live out to practice, demonstrate, and exhibit the salvation which believers have in Christ. Work out here has the sense of bringing to completion. It's not a matter of working for salvation. We could never do that. The very word salvation actually means rescue. And you can't rescue yourself. So we understand here we have our part to do. But this is made possible by God's work in and when it talks about God's work in us, it uses a word which we understand in English as energy, God's energy in us to strengthen us and to do His perfect and pleasing will. So when we look at this passage, we're understanding that we're called to not just start the faith journey, but we're called to continue in it. It talks about working it out. It talks about living out this decision that we've made to know Jesus Christ. And I think we all love starting things, right? But it's actually the continuing where the challenge is there. We love to be able to begin a big project, but then when we're tired on the weekend and we don't feel like continuing it, it can just sit by and not be completed. It's like the start of a marriage, it's so exciting, the wedding day. There's so much effort put into the wedding day. This an incredible expense. I mean, you're hearing young couples these days, they're spending up to over $100,000 just to get married for one day. So it's the wedding day. It's the excitement of it. It's, I mean, they, they see them coming, don't they? The flower prices get put up. The, the car hire prices just get put up. The whole thing, it's crazy how much money. Has, you're thinking to yourself, there's a house deposit gone. And you, you see this incredible moment in time and it's lucky that they spend so much money on on photography and video because you hardly you know the truth is if you're married you can hardly remember that day it's like a blur it goes so quickly and there's so much excitement about that marriage day but what about five years later on monday morning when you're getting ready for work and you're grumpy, and you're tired from the weekend, and your partner does something to frustrate you, and, and you haven't had your coffee yet, and, the, and you get up, and the, the car battery's flat, and, and it's like, now it's tested, where's that $100,000 wedding day now? All of a sudden, you've, you're tested in your commitment, will I continue? In this relationship. It started off with a bang. I mean, we had fireworks on the, on the wedding day. It was incredible. It was amazing. But the marriage is actually built over time in the continuing and the, the continuing to work. out. It's like the gym. We start it, we're fresh face. we get the shirt, we get the drink bottle. As we get our membership, we get excited. But six months later, do we still go? The diet is so exciting on day one. I've got all the great foods to cook. I've got everything. Day 100, it's like, gee, that block of chocolate's looking awesome. It's, it's, it's just that continuing. I, I think when it comes to our lives, we need to understand salvation is free, but working it out will cost you. Working out the life God's called you to live, being a disciple of Jesus will cost you. Take up your cross and follow Jesus, Scripture talks about It talks about us taking up salvation is by the grace of Jesus Christ. You can't earn it. You can't strive for it. But living as a disciple, living as a believer, growing and continuing in God, that'll cost you something. It will cost you effort and sacrifice to continue. I want to encourage you to continue in communion with God. Continue in prayer. Continue in the Word of God. Continue in fellowship with God and people. Continue in your purpose and calling. Continue in serving God. Continue in sharing the Gospel. Continue in growing in character. Continue in stepping up and step in spirit with, with God. Continue in expressing and transforming of your faith as you just continue to live out the Gospel. Continue. Don't just start. Continue. Continue to work on it. You know I... Um, Went to jump on my motorbike on Friday afternoon, and I thought, oh, finally, I've got some spare time to go for a ride. And I was so excited to jump on. I got all my gear on. I got my helmet on. I got my jacket on. Uh, I got, got ready, got my gloves on, set up everything, and I'm, I've jumped on the bike. I rolled it out to the front of my driveway, and then I went to start it, and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, my battery <laughs> It's been cold, it's been wet, and poor bike's not warm enough. It's going through a difficult time. My battery's not working, and so I'm I'm patting it. I'm like, oh no. And uh and I realized I'm not gonna be able to go for a ride today. So my battery's dead. And so I had to go and buy a trickle charger and, and and get it all sorted. And and luckily I went for a I went for a ride last night. It was great. Uh, but it reminded me of the facts that that happens so often to Christians. We don't ride that bike for a while. We don't live in faith for a season of our lives and what can happen is our spiritual battery can really run low and we get out of the habits of prayer and reading the Word, we get out of the habits of community, we get out of those habits of serving God and what can really happen is our battery, our faith battery starts to die and it needs a reboot, it needs a recharge, it needs to be plugged back into power and the way that we are plugged back into power is by abiding in Christ We can't generate it on our own see i was ready i was dressed to impress i had all my motorbike stuff on all the externals looked good but it wasn't going to take me anywhere because the battery was dead and i wonder sometimes how our faith experience can be like that we show up at church the hands are lifted things are going on on the on the external everything's going great but i want to ask you a bit more deeply this morning how is your spiritual battery are you continuing in christ Are you continuing to allow Him to fill you and rejuvenate you, not with just the strength of a great preacher, but the personal connection with God? Because it's that that builds you and strengthens you and helps you. I love in Philippians 1.6. It says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. See, he's moving us from glory to glory, transforming us along the way as we stay connected in him. I want to encourage you this morning to continue. If you're going to grow, if you're going to mature, you must continue. You must continue in Christ. Continue to work it out. The second thing this morning is shine. It says in Philippians 2 verse 14 in this key text, it says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Oh, that's hard. So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like the stars in the sky. When it talks about this, it says like stars, it literally means light bearers. See, in Christ, Jesus is the light of the world. But when we connect our lives with Him, He uses us to exhibit that light, to be a light bearer of His goodness, to be a light bearer of hope in Christ, to be a light bearer of the love of Jesus Christ that flows through us into this world. And so when we understand that we are called to shine, We stop living dull lives. It's easy to go into a room and have the same pessimistic attitude as everybody else. It actually takes faith to say, you know what, I'm going to shine. I'm going to shine love in this environment. I'm going to shine hope in this environment. I'm going to shine belief in this environment. I'm not just coming to church to bring my dullness. I'm coming to church to bring some light. Is there any people ready to shine this morning? Because we didn't come here to gather in the darkness. We came here to be charged up to take this light out into a dark world. You are called to shine. I am the light of the world. And then Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill talks about that we're not meant to hide this light. We're meant to get it out so the world can see the light of Christ. It's like sometimes when you you lose a headlight. You can still drive your car, but you're not going to be as effective as you should be. You're not going to be able to shine on things. You're not going to be able to be as sharp as your car was intended to be. And sometimes our Christian experience can be like that. We've got a headlight blown out here. We've got this here and our other light's dull. And I want to encourage you, go back to the charger. Go back to Jesus Christ and let him light you up. And let that light shine out of you so that you can be who God has called you to be. I love what it says in Proverbs 4, verse 18. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until the full day. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What about this scripture that is often quoted by Mary in our prayer meeting? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Do you get the point? You're called to shine. You are called to shine. And I tell you what, it's really easy to be dull, it's really easy to fit into the darkness of this world. It actually takes faith, it takes maturity to shine. To bring in the light of Christ into our situations, to bring a different perspective, to live with a different mindset, to trust God in the midst of seasons where it does feel dark, and that we turn that light on in faith, and we believe in faith, and we start to stir it up, it's easy to stay in the dark, but you are called to shine. If we are to be who God's called us to be, if we are to grow up in faith as God's called us to be, we need to continue, and we need to shine. We need to bring a different spirit to this world. And thirdly, and finally this morning, it talks about holding firmly. Philippians 2 verse 15 says, Then you will shine among them like the stars of the sky. Then it says in verse 16, As you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on that day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. As you hold firmly to the word of life. Hold firmly. Firmly, hold firmly, hold firmly to the word of Christ. You know that Greek word epiko, which talks about hold. It actually has two different meanings: to hold forth and to hold firmly. And when it's used, oftentimes in the the context of the day, it's used to describe somebody, for instance, that's coming to your house and that you're holding out a bottle of wine to them as they uh, to welcome them, and so you're holding it out. So it's both saying that we need to hold firmly to the Word of God for ourselves, but we also need to hold it out to a world that needs the Word. So we hold on to this Word which gives us strength and stability in our life, that helps us in every season to stay strong. Like Bruce said last week, to be stirred, not shaken, not the other way around, and to make sure that we are holding on to Christ. So it's that firm foundation, but it's also to be held out. The gospel is a gift to this world, to hold it out to those that are around and about and say, this is a gift. The gospel is for you. It's not just for me, it is for you. I love in Philippians 1 verse 27, it says, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. I love in 1 Corinthians, says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. If you're a parent, you will know that for your car seat, there is this red clip that you need to connect this car seat into, to connect it into your the seat belt of your car. And it's one of the most frustrating little clips to try and connect. I mean, many marriages were lost trying to get that red clip on. And um, I speak from personal experience. We've come back from the brink. And (laughs) and just trying to get this thing on, it's crazy. It's crazy how uh, this little clip can be so frustrating, but it makes such a big difference to the stability of this car seat. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a common rookie mistake for uh, new mums and dads not to put that clip in. And you're like, why does it keep rocking? Why is it not, not, not working right? And you realize, oh, there's this little thing that looks so insignificant, but actually is so important. And I think about that little red clip, how strong it holds that child in place and it holds that car seat in place and how important it is, but how often it can be discarded in our minds. And I think about that when it comes to spiritual things, and I think about the Word of God. And I think it is like that clip that holds our life together, that gives us stability and strength, that so often we cast it aside and go, I'll go it alone. I'm going to attempt this on my own. But it's actually the Word of God that holds you, that strengthens you, that builds you, that transforms you. If we're going to be the mature people God has called us to be, we need to be feeding on the Word of God. That's what gives us strength and stability. That's what helps us to be grow up and not stunted in our growth. That's what helps us to become who we're called to be. That's what gives us that sense of grace and truth, those rail, the tracks that help us to stay on course. When this world wants to knock us off and remind us of all of our mistakes. So I've got a picture of uh, me with little Georgia when she was a couple of days old. I think the guy's going to put it up on the screen. And it's her in special care. And, and she's just holding on to my finger. And I feel like that's a great image and reminder to me of what it's like just to hold on to the Word. She didn't know what was going on. The tubes are getting put everywhere. Needles are getting put everywhere. But she just felt a hand and just held it. And I think about that when it comes to the Word of God. Sometimes we go through seasons where there's a whole bunch of things going on we do not understand. Can I encourage you? Hold firmly to the Word. Hold on to the Word. Grip that Word. Strengthen your grip on the Word of God. And allow His promises to help you get through. That's what turns a test into a testimony just holding on, just staying strong. The difference sometimes between a crash and a testimony is just holding on. But I I don't feel like I've got anything left. The team maybe want to come. I don't feel like I I can do it on my own, but just literally holding. And I think so much of our, our faith journey actually is holding, not letting the group go. I think it's really easy in the world that we live to live in such a way where we just go with what our feelings say. I feel, I, I feel like this now, so I'm just going to do that. I feel like this now, so I'm just going to do that. But what we see in the, in the Gospels here, what we, what we see when it comes to actually maturing in Christ and growing is, we actually override that and say, no, I'm, I'm going to hold I'm going to trust. I'm going to live by conviction, not just by how I feel. I'm going to continue to believe, continue to hold on to God, even when it doesn't make sense. And it's that strength. 1 Peter 2.2 2 says, Like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk, milk of the Word, so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation. It's ultimate fulfillment. Just holding on. Are you believing for something this morning? I actually sense that there's somebody in here that you're believing for something this morning. And you've been believing for a long time. And the word of God for you this morning would be this. Hold on to my word. Hold on. You've thought to yourself, it's easy to let go of that grip. Oh, it's so much easier because then the stress and the burden of it is released. The pain's no longer there in my hand or in my heart. The burden's no longer there if I just release it. The Holy Spirit would say to you, No, hold on. Hold firm. Hold on. Believe. Hold on to my word. The beautiful thing about God's word is it's God's responsibility so you don't have to force it and make it just like we've been talking about this morning you grow in the flow the miracles happen in the flow of God and so I encourage you this morning, just hold on as we come to a conclusion this morning can I encourage you if you want to transform in Christ you've got to continue in Christ you've got to continue to abide you've got to shine shine in a way where you're not like everybody else you're not meant to be You're not meant to look, sound, act like everybody else. And if you are, are you really being transformed? Because you're meant to shine like stars in a crooked and depraved generation. In a dark world, we are meant to stand out. We are meant to shine. And the more we become like Christ, the more we shine. The more we look different. The more we act different. The more we respond, speak differently. The more our attitudes and actions represent Christ and not this world. And we are going to make mistakes. We are going to let it down. But can I encourage you, jump back on that path again. Let God light you up and help you shine. And third and finally this morning, hold firmly. Hold firmly in a world that's so easily shaken. In a world where we've seen so many people let go of faith. We've seen so many get people give up on church. We've seen so many people give up on their personal relationship with Jesus. Let's not be that kind of Let's be the kind of people that hold firmly, that hold on, that strengthen our grip in difficult seasons and trust God, trust His Word to carry us through in Jesus' name. hey, Would you reach out just where you're seated this morning? Would you reach out your hands? I want to pray for you and for me this morning. Lord, I thank you for this word this morning. Lord, it's a challenging one because Growing can sometimes bring growing pains. It can sometimes be difficult. But Lord, you've called us to mature and to grow and to become disciples of you, Lord God, that would be fully formed. And I pray for some of those areas in our life that's maybe causing us to be stunted in our growth. Lord, I pray that you would come again, that we would, you would abide with us as we abide with you, Lord God, and that your life source of strength and hope and joy and peace would flow through our lives. Lord, help us again to be reminded that we're called to continue. We're not parking our growth somewhere. But Lord, we're gonna grow every day with you. We're gonna walk every step with you. We're allowing you to transform us as we walk in obedience to you, God. Lord, help us to continue in you, God. Lord, I pray, help us to shine, Lord, in a time where there's so much darkness around us. Lord, help us to light up that charge again, to be a light bearer of Christ. And Lord, I pray, help us to hold firmly, Lord God. Even when our grip gets weary, Lord Jesus, help us to hold firmly to your word again, to allow it to shape us and to live by conviction in a world that oftentimes is pushed around by feelings. I pray that we would be set by conviction, set by your hope, set by your word, I pray, like an anchor that holds us in every stormy season. I pray, fill your church, Lord God, with strength and transform them that energy Lord God that comes from you to transform and to help us to live and work out your will and goodness I pray and I pray for every single person this morning transform us to become more like you Jesus we thank you for it in Jesus mighty name amen come on why don't you stand this morning as we worship before we finish